The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today, top of the hour here on the show. Thanks for watching our program here today on Sports Grid, listening also on Sports Grid Radio. It is Friday, December the 10th, 2021. Big football weekend coming up, Army Navy tomorrow. Catch all of the action, of course, as we watch it with you guys live on In Game Live tomorrow afternoon. Here are headlines as we begin the show. The Celtics and Suns play tonight. That's the headline in the nine-game NBA slate. Davis, of course, and Brett will have a preview of who you should be playing on FanDuel coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, A little bit of baseball news here. It seems like the Mets may be closing in on a manager, and former manager Clint Hurdle rejoins the Colorado Rockies as special assistant to the GM. It looks like the Mets could potentially be hiring Buck Showalter. At least that's some of the smoke that's been happening lately. Loyola Chicago minus four and a half at Vanderbilt. That's one of the big games tonight in college basketball. And in the NCAA, Davis, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh, who, by the way, is undecided on playing in their bowl game coming up. Pitts had a pretty good year. And and I would guess Pickett in the end, Davis, right now, no one's talking about it. I mean, this guy could be the number one pick in the draft, knowing the way that the NFL works and this quarterback inflation. Like, he'll go to the combine right. and have big hands or something like that and be the number one pick. Right now, no one even thinks that, but it happens every year. Uh, I don't know if you saw him uh, running in their last game and sort of yes. diving down. Yeah, and faked it. And, and the NCAA is, is not going to allow that anymore. So, um, I don't know. Thoughts on that, I guess we could start with. What's the so what's the ruling that if you do the the fake slide you get uh you get like a like a fifteen yard penalty and uh they blow the whistle, play it oh, Okay. I mean I, I you know what? That's actually that's a fair rule because the the quarterbacks, especially in college where if you if it's deemed as a targeting, you you get ejected and it's a huge penalty. I, I mean, one, it was like a fantastic play. Like like come on, if you if you were what it was amazing, right? Like you're watching it, you're like, oh, that's like backyard football. Like that's really fun, um, you know. And, and we'll it'll be the Kenny Pickett rule. If any quarterback ever does that again, it will be it will be the Kenny Pickett rule. It will always be remembered that way. So Kenny Pickett, you know, look, you got a rule. You got a rule named after you in the NCAA playbook. That's a that's a cool little memory for him. Uh, I kind of like him. Now, I, would I spend the number one overall pick on him? No. But I, I don't I don't think I will kill any of these teams because you're right. He's going to go in the first round. Um, Matt Corral is going to go in the first mm-hmm. round. Malik Willis, uh, the, the Liberty quarterback, who is mm-hmm. a project upon a project upon a project, will probably end up going in the first round because 
that's just what happens. You know, I, I think that, uh, I think, you know, Drew Locke, if, if Drew Locke played in college right now, he was a second round pick. He'd probably end up going as a first round pick just because of how insane the quarterback inflation has, uh, has gotten. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, good for good for him. I that's funny, and uh, yeah. he should sit out. Everyone should sit out these bowl games. Why why risk it? I totally agree. Yeah, that that that's the one thing that like they give the players so much credit for like backing their team and playing in the bowl game. So much credit for the team that their coach leaves. You know, like I mean, and it goes to coach somewhere else. It's it's a bunch of nonsense, but we'll see. I mean, he may end up playing in the game. Uh, you know, some guys do, some guys don't. But if you don't think that Kenny Pickett is going to play. Uh, boy, you should be betting the other side in that bowl game, the Peach Bowl, for sure. Um, David Culley makes the announcement today, Davis, that uh, it's going to be Davis Mills starting for Houston the rest of the season. Not that we're going to pl- be playing him in fantasy, but a pretty predictable outcome for Houston. Why? Uh, look, it's probably not even David Culley's call. It's probably coming from up above. What did, what did Houston do? Beginning of the season, rolled Deshaun Watson out to all these practices. Maybe we'll keep him. Maybe we won't. We got Tyrod Taylor. We win the first game of the year. But Davis, guess what? All the tickets are sold now, or they're not, for the rest of the season. It doesn't matter. And to say that the team is... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nine game played in the NBA. It's time for us to take a look at who you should be playing tonight over on FanDuel. So pull out your phones or your iPads or... Android devices, however you uh, operate on uh, FanDuel, and we're going to help you set a lineup tonight, courtesy of Brett Levy and, of course, our very own Davis Maddock here of Daily Roto and of Fantasy Sports Today. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, let's take a look here at the lineups. You know what? Let's just dive right in. What are we waiting for? Uh, Starting off, we'll go with the Brett's choices here at point and shooting guard. We have Cody Martin. At 5,000, Emmanuel Quickly at 5,200, Alex Burks at 6,000, 
and Gary Trent Jr. at 5,900. All right, Brett, turn it over to you. What are we thinking here for tonight? All right, yeah. So Cody Martin has been playing uh, pretty good minutes for the Charlotte Hornets. Kind of been a uh, main ball, uh, you know, main ball handler for the Charlotte Hornets here, initiating the offense, gets rebounds because he's a bigger guard, Craig, uh, can shoot a little bit from three. So um, kind of a role player that's getting a bigger boost here because of some COVID issues and PJ Washington also being sick for the Charlotte Hornets. Emmanuel quickly, um, just a lower cost guy that I know is going to get me just about 20 points every night. So um, he's a guy I like playing. I kind of like the Knicks. You know their rotations. You know they're all going to play big minutes. So Alec Burks, again, same thing. Big minutes. He's going to be in the starting rotation for the Knicks. He's played well in that role. Uh, been a little more up and down recently than when he was first inserted into the starting lineup, but uh, a guy I like, shoots the three, plays good defense, gets his hands on some um, basketball so he can get some steals. And uh, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, can lead the Toronto Raptors in scoring on any given night. He's played really well for the Raptors. Him and Van Vliet look okay. Uh, so I like Gary Trent as well, um, but you do one thing you do have to worry about with the Raptors is if they are on their home court, they're probably going to lose, Craig. Yeah, and, and if you can't beat OKC at home, you can't win at all. All right, Davis, what are your uh, info over at Daily Roto telling us about this lineup that Brett's constructed for us? Yeah, I think he uh, hit the nail on the head with some of these guys, namely the guards for, uh, well, honestly, the guards and the forwards for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, pretty much rule number one is if uh, your team only has one guy at your position, you're going to be a pretty good daily fantasy play. Cody Martin is is really the only guard who has been available for the Charlotte Hornets for the last couple weeks. Ish Smith out, Terry Rozier out, LaMelo Ball out, all of them due to health and safety protocols. I, I don't think I like the Knicks guards uh, quite as much as Brett does. I think I, I like Dennis Schroeder, who's priced at 6300 I like Marcus Smart also, uh, you know, because they have uh, no Jalen Brown. They have that interesting matchup there against the Suns. Should be a kind of high-paced game. But Burks actually is a, is a guy I've always liked because he's handling the ball a ton for the Knicks right now with uh, Kemba Walker out of the rotation. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, if, you, if you move some things around and move quickly out of there for Smart or Schroeder, I, I think I can get on board with these backcourt selections. All right, let's move on and look at the bigs here, and we'll see if Brooklyn can get things going in the right direction tonight as Kevin Durant is priced at 10600 on FanDuel. Karis Levert is 5800 We have Evan Mobley at 7300 Harrison Barnes at 6000 And with Houston playing the way that they are, why not throw Christian Wood into the lineup, Brett? He is at 8200 tonight. Yeah, uh, Houston, uh, they play Milwaukee tonight, Craig. So they're going to need their better players to show out. Um, Garrison Matthews, an interesting player for the Houston Rockets. He was undrafted. Uh, I want to say he's like out of like Lipscomb or something small like that in uh, in Tennessee there. But uh, really good shooter in college. Played a few years for the Washington Wizards as well. And uh, over the seven-game win streak for the Rockets, Craig, uh, he's actually been averaging double digits for them and, and shooting the ball really well. So uh, he's another guy maybe you want to look at. Harrison Barnes for the Kings. Uh, Kings play the Hornets tonight. I do not know 
what the bigs are going to look like for the Charlotte Hornets tonight. P.J. Washington, questionable. So I think Harrison Barnes going up against the likes of J.T. Thor and Nick Richards seems like a good matchup there. Evan Mobley for the uh, Cavaliers. They play Minnesota tonight. Minnesota's got a lot of star power. No D'Angelo Russell tonight, though. Carl Anthony Towns is a great big, but I think he'll be matched up more with uh, Jarrett Allen. So uh, Evan Mobley working on the power forward in Minnesota feels like a good matchup. And then Karis LeVert, uh, we did get news that the Pacers canceled practice the other day, but I haven't seen anything about the game being canceled. So uh, Karis LeVert is in my lineup and I feel good about it until that game doesn't go off. And uh, look, Craig, I'm just taking the best player on planet Earth and Kevin Durant and sticking him in my lineup. So not much analysis there. It sounds like a good plan. Uh, Rick Carlisle is expected to miss a few games also due to the COVID protocols with uh, with the Indiana Pacers. All right, Davis. So uh, what do we think here uh, in terms of the rest of the lineup tonight? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm on board with all of these selections. I mean, seeing Kevin Durant at uh, at that price, honestly, it's like a little bit jarring to see him uh, at at uh, you know cheaper than Giannis, roughly the same price as LeBron. But Brett is correct. You know, Kevin Durant is the the best player in the world right now. Definitely the best score. He got the night off the other night. Got a little bit of rest. We were uh, Brett and I were talking the other day on the show about uh, it's it's probably not a great sign for the Brooklyn Nets that uh, we're sitting here on December uh, 10th and Harden and Durant are playing 40 plus minutes in regular season games. Certainly that was not their plan heading into the season, but uh, as long as Durant and Harden are going to be playing those big minutes, that's going to make them really valuable for fantasy. Evan Mobley, uh, I mean, this guy has been way better than I anticipated. He, he uh, until their most recent game, Evan Mobley had more blocks than personal fouls. That is, I mean, that's crazy for a big man in general because big men just have to foul a lot due to the nature of their position. But for a rookie big man to have more blocks than personal fouls, that shows an understanding of of spacing and pace of the floor and what his opponents are trying to do and what they're trying to get him to do on defense. Because, like, rookies in general are bad on defense, but rookie big men are, like, disasters on on defense, right? I mean, some of these guys, like, we talk about guys on, on, you know, young big men, they're still fouling out of their games when they're, like, 25 because they just cannot figure out how to control their bodies around the rim. So I, I've been very, very impressed by Evan Mobley. Um, you know, I think that uh, is interesting for him tonight. And, and uh, very interesting to see what happens with this Houston Rockets winning game, uh, winning streak in this game tonight against the Bucs, because obviously the Bucs, one of the best teams in the NBA, certainly if the Rockets are able to win or even hang in this game, Christian Wood probably has to have one of his better games of the season. Uh, you know, a, a 20 and 10 certainly would would pay off his his price tag. But uh, yeah, lots of interesting stuff in this slate tonight. We'll see if the Lakers choose to rest anyone tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Russ and AD and LeBron have been playing a lot of minutes. They are, uh, let's see, I mean, they're huge favorites against Oklahoma City right now. They are, well, I guess in Oklahoma City, it's only eight points, and LeBron does always like to play on the road. That is one of his things. He likes to to play for the fans who were, uh, you know, who were there to uh, to see him. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm on board with all these. I like the Karis LeVert play as well. He's, he's, he's kind of playing to get a trade right now. LeVert, I think, would like to be traded away from the Pacers. Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, look, um, 
you know, Indiana's had a lot of stuff happening with them this season. It hasn't gone the way that they thought, but, you know, hopefully they can get over this COVID stuff. I think that's the uh, most important thing. Uh, all right, Brett, thanks again for checking in with us. We'll, we'll check back with Brett on Fantasy Reality. And also, Brett and I together will be hosting In Game Live on Christmas Day, by the way, coming up in a couple of weeks. Four hours of, uh, I've looked at the schedule here on Christmas Day. We've got NBA throughout the day, as we always do. We have the Camellia Bowl, which starts at 2.30 Eastern. And then we have an, a late afternoon and night game in the NFL. So a pretty good complement of games starting about 2 o'clock Eastern on Christmas Day. For those of you who are going to be home, you can catch us out there. We'll be right back. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports. Today it is week 14 of the NFL season. It's coming down to the wire for a lot of you season-long players, but the DFS season rolls right on. Each and every Friday, we're joined by Jim Sanis, of course, on Number Fire and Fanduel. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Sanis. Jim, it's great to catch up with you once again, and looking forward to a very interesting, I would say, card here on Week 14 on Fanduel. Interesting is one word for it. Tough, difficult, uh, just mind-numbing. I think it, we could use a lot of words for it because, like, it's just not a lot of value that I like. Like, there's some guys you can talk yourself into, but like, it's tough for sure. So. I'm hoping stuff opens up, you know, after we talk here on Friday, I'm hoping some more stuff up, opens up then. But like right now it's it's thin and it's difficult for sure. Yeah, definitely. So not quite all the running back options that we had last week, no doubt. And of course, Dylan off this week for the Colts. So we'll dive into it. We'll see if we can uh, make 
something out of this this week. We always find a way. You always find a way to do that. So let's start off and take a look at the quarterback position over on FanDuel. And Josh Allen is going to be your highest priced quarterback this week against Tampa Bay. He is at 8,800, followed by Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City. He's 8,500. Justin Herbert, who he's throwing to this week, we don't know, but he is 8,400. Brady is at 8,200. Dak Prescott is at 8,100. And a very rare sighting of Lamar Jackson, who just continues to plummet on FanDuel. He is down to 79 hundred Jim this week. Yeah, I think that for me, this is part of why I want to try to find some value, Craig, is because I love Josh Allen. I think $8,800, good bounce back spot here, facing a super banged up Bucks defense. And I think he can do well here because last week was just a weird game. And I think we can write that off for sure. And they've had a weird season too, but we've seen then hit the highs. And this is a situation where they're facing an exploitable secondary. They are in a spot where they're about to score points. That adds up well to be a good shootout spot for the Bills. So I want to get to Allen. I like Mahomes. I love Tom Brady, too. I want to get there. Realistically, if the value does not open up, I could see a scenario where I get to Joe Burrow, $7,100, facing off with San Francisco in a game that I think has a lot of shootout potential. Burrow, dealing with that pinky injury, sounds like he's going to be good to go, though. He was throwing in practice earlier on this week. So I think he should be good to go and probably play a decent effectiveness. He went deep three times the second half on Sunday this past week, completed two of those. So the deep ball was to an extent still there for Burrow in that game. And I think this 49ers defense is one you can take advantage of. So if I can get to Allen, I want to. If I can get to Brady, Mahomes, I'd like to. But if I can't, if things don't open up at running back or receiver, I do think that Joe Burrow is there to be a lower salaried option who does have at least a path to a ceiling game. Yeah, one of the bigger totals in the NFL this week, too. I know that there aren't a ton in the 50s, which always is a challenge to try and sort that out. But I agree with you. I think that that game in particular, listen, if San Francisco is going to give up that many points to Seattle, then why right. not Cincinnati? I'm with you on that thought. All right, running back, definitely interesting this week because Austin Eckler is at the top in terms of the pricing, and Eckler is at 9200 this week. We expect Alvin Kamara to be back this week against the Jets. He's at 9000 uh, Joe Mixon missed a few days of practice, so let's keep an eye on him this week for sure. He is 8500 Corderell Patterson of Atlanta, 7800 Leonard Fournette has come on strong. He is 7500 uh, Nick Chubb is 7,500, and then we have Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team, who is definitely on a roll at this point. He is at 7,400 this week. Yeah, I think that I'd love to get to Eckler and Kamara. They're both great out really well for this week. The problem is, realistically, I'm probably going to live in the mid-range, and I think that that, to me, is fine because there are some good options there. You mentioned Fournette, $7,600, 80% snap rate in back-to-back -back games. He's had, like, eight or nine targets in both those games, too. He's being – he's kind of – they're very different running backs, but his role is very similar to Austin Eckler's right now, but he is a $1,600 discount from Eckler. So I kind of like Fournette at $7,600, despite the fact that he's not built like a passing game back, but he's being used like one right now. And I'll take that for sure at his salary. Antonio Gibson, I think J.D. McKissick will play. And that does lower the expectations for Gibson, but... We've seen, even with McKissick being healthy, that Gibson's going to get a lot of work. Ever since their bye, he's averaging 24 carries per game. That's a lot of work. And three of those games came with McKissick playing, too. It does change his range of outcomes because the ceiling comes down a bit and the floor goes down if McKissick is in there. Because if they go get down, Gibson could leave the field. But I still think he's a good play, despite that, with McKissick likely being back. Josh Jacobs, 71, facing the Chiefs. I think that uh, his workload recently has been very good. I can get on board with that. And then also... Keeping an eye on Zeke Elliott. If Tony Pollard can't go, Zeke's going to get a lot of work. It may not be good work, but hey, I mean, right. 
25 touches is 25 touches, man. Like for $6,900, who am I going to nitpick? So I think that Zeke's in play. Javante Williams, despite Melvin Gordon being back, still works. Not a great play, but still a play you can consider. And then uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, too, at $6,500. So there are at least names I can get to. But I think that the ones I feel really good about, um, you know, if Pollard plays, the ones I feel really good about are Jacobs at 71 and higher. Yeah, interesting there uh, with the Raiders game, I think, against Kansas City. That's one that I have my eye on this week for sure. I, I would expect the unexpected in that game. I guess I can say that about the Raiders all season long, to be right. honest. Uh, okay, so at wide receiver, we're going to you know, have uh, a Kansas City Chief here at the top. Not a surprise. It's going to be Tyreek Hill. And Hill this week is at $8,700. Debo Samuel's priced at $8,500. Again, let's just keep an eye on Samuel's status for this week. If he plays, probably a great play. Against Cincinnati, uh, Stephon Diggs is 8,200. CeeDee Lamb, we know he's good to go at 7,800. Godwin of the Bucks is 7,700. Uh, not pictured here is Keenan Allen, still waiting to see uh, inevitably if he plays or not. And then uh, we'll, we'll end with uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, both at 7,300 on Seattle. So, yeah, some definite uh, issues this week here at wide receiver we have to kind of pay attention to. And the guys who are healthy are rock stars. Like, that's the good thing. At least, like, we know the healthy guys are fun. Tyreek Hill, awesome. Diggs, awesome. Lamb, awesome. Godwin, great. I'll happily take it. I think that for me, if I'm trying to find guys who have, like, that really good range of outcomes, but also come with, like, a more middling salary, the guys that stand out most are Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, and then T. Higgins. Because Jamar Chase, T. Higgins... Really good market shares in that super fun game. Mike Evans, the market share is not good, but the raw target numbers are. He's had double-digit targets in three out of four games they played this year with no Antonio Brown, but with Rob Gronkowski. The share is about 19%, but, like, they throw so much that it actually doesn't matter. There's no Tredavious White this week for the Bills, so... I do think Mike Evans is is going to grade out well, despite the fact his target shares are not going to stand out to you too much. As far as some lower salary guys, Brandon Ayuk, $6,400. Didn't do a whole lot last week with no Debo Samuel, but um, you still got an okay market share. I would still expect him to be a fine play if Debo can go. $6,400 in that matchup. I think that that works pretty well. As far as some guys below him, Michael Gallup at 61 He's had a 19% target share. If you look at the the times he's kind of overlapped with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb so far this year, that's not great, but it's tied to a very efficient passer. I'd expect Dallas to play pretty well this week. So Gallup is volatile, uh, doesn't have a good floor, but I think the ceiling is still there. So Gallup at 61, a guy I feel good about, despite the fact I know a bad game is very, very much within his range of outcomes. Yeah, and, and look, you, you never know with Dallas. It's definitely been... A different star sort of every week for them at wide receiver and even running back to that degree, too. They've mixed it around some good, some bad. Uh, OK, so tight end is probably the most interesting here on the board because you have all, you know, the real good ones at the top and then nothing like essentially because of injuries or, or ineffectiveness. So uh, we have Kelsey, of course, he is the top option at seventy five hundred, followed by Kittle coming off that monster game at seventy one hundred. Gronk is seven thousand. And then I'm going to stop right here with Mark Andrews on our graphic here at 6,900 because we've got uncertainty with Waller missing all these practices this week. Hawkinson all of a sudden missing all these practices this week. I mean, and then we're deep diving all the way down. Is it Dawson Knox as a possibility or Kyle Pitts? So yikes. Like if, if it's not one of the top this week, where is it? So I kind of want to let my game stacks dictate where I go here, because to me, the three best games to stack this week are um, the Bucks versus the Bills, the 49ers versus the Bengals and Chiefs versus Raiders. Those happen to be the top three quarter top three tight ends for this week. So if I am going with Mahomes, I'll go with Kelsey. If I'm going with 
Joe Burrow, I'll go with George Kittle as a bring back on the other side of that game. So I kind of want to let game stacks decide where I go here. I think Rob Gronkowski, you can make a case, is the best guy to stack with Tom Brady with the way his shares have worked, with his salary where it is, with how well he has performed. He has eight, eight, ten, and nine targets in the four games without Antonio Brown so far this year. Just an insane role for him. So I just kind of want to let the game stack dictate where I go. I think that Mark Andrews is still go- still a good play. Uh, I think that if he goes overlooked, I could see him being a tournament play, but like I just do want to let game stacks dictate where I go. You mentioned Dawson Knox, 6,000. His role's been very good, too. I think he's very much in play. So let's say you can't quite get to Gronk, but you want exposure to that game. I think Dawson Knox works as a way for doing so there. couple of, uh, I guess, one lower salary name who I can get behind is Jared Cook. Uh, There's been a lot of talk this week about Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, with Keenan Allen likely being out, with Mike Williams potentially being out. Sounds like he'll go, but like we don't know for sure yet. Mm -hmm. I think that the better way to handle that is via Jared Cook at $5,100. He has doubled the target share of Jalen Guyton this year, despite running one less route. He's probably going to be out there on a good chunk of snaps, and he gets downfield looks too. He has 11 downfield targets this year versus Guyton at seven, and he's also been competing with Allen and Williams for targets. You can't use that excuse for Guyton there. So to me, if I want lower salaried exposure to that Chargers team and take advantage of the the potential gap with Keenan Allen gone— I think Jared Cook is the best route for doing so. I want to get to the high salary guys, but realistically, if I want to get to Eckler and Kamara, I'm going to have to find value somewhere. And I do think that Jared Cook is a, at least a viable way to do so. All right. Uh, as we'll wrap, I'll ask you for just one defense to play. By the way, at tight end, do not ask me to play Gerald Everett. I, I, I won't. <laughs> I, I did won't it last that. week. It was bad. Oh, my God. Craig, if your tight end gets accused of point shaving on Twitter, it's probably not a good thing. And that that, that was where I was at last week. I, I would never say that out loud. Right. <laughs> After watching that. Questions may be asked. <laughs> One defense, 20 seconds. One defense. I think the Jets actually work at 3,000. They're facing the Saints. Taysom Hill's banged up. Just a low-salary team. Falcons, low-salary. Chiefs, low-salaried. I, I want to save some here, and I think the, those are the three teams I'd turn to. All right, there he is. Jim Sanis. Follow him on Twitter at Jim Sanis over at NumberFire. And, of course, FanDuel. Catch all the simulations on all sports over at NumberFire.com. Jim, thanks again. We'll talk soon. Thank you. We'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. For those of you on Twitter, make sure you are following us at our two Twitter handle locations. One is at SportsGrid and the other is at SportsGrid TV. It'll give you the latest news, notes, and information and insight into what you should be wagering on 24 hours a day, seven days a week here on SportsGrid. A couple of news and notes before we get to fantasy reality. First and foremost, Susie Culber of ESPN on Twitter hints that Jason Garrett Davis may be the next head coach, or at least is one of the favorites to be the next head coach at Duke University. So uh, kind of a stunning drop here for Jason Garrett, head coach of the Cowboys, offensive coach of the Giants, and now head coach at Duke, which is a pretty prestigious job regardless. ACC team, I guess we'll have to wait on that one. Why why does Duke want Jason Garrett? Aren't isn't Duke supposed to be a smart school? Aren't they? Or doesn't Duke consider themselves like the Harvard of the ACC? Like what what do they want? What do they want Jason Garrett for? Do they not? Do they not watch football? I, I don't know. I, Susie Colbert said in that tweet, she says that it's like a good thing. She's excited for both parties, but I'm not excited for Duke, and I, I'm not really that excited for Jason Garrett either. Like just go and go enjoy your money. Go go become like a five handicap golfer, Jason Garrett. Yeah, I'll explain a little about potentially how this reporting works. Um, it's texting back and forth with Jason Garrett and saying something nice about him. That's pretty much, the you know, I've been there before, too. You get a little piece of information. You want to say something nice about the person. I, I understand where it's coming from, but it's probably not accurate, as uh, as you have described. All right, let's turn it over to Brett. He's got our edition of Fantasy or Reality ready to go. <laughs> All right, today we are starting off. Well, actually, we just got off college football coaching and we're sticking with it. So, Davis, there are rumors swirling about Chip Kelly back to Oregon. And uh, Oregon is making a push, according to ESPN, to go get Chip Kelly. So, we have to ask, and Davis, we'll start with you. I know you're not so happy with what the Sooners are doing, but... Chip Kelly will return to Oregon. Is this a fantasy or reality? You know what? I am going reality here. The uh, the bookmakers have Chip Kelly as the favorite to be the next head coach of Oregon. Uh, it never really happened for him in the NFL. Never really happened for him at uh, at UCLA. Though he did he did improve from those first couple seasons at UCLA. They won uh, they won eight games this year and. I think Chip Kelly sort of uh, unfairly maligned for his time in in the NFL, both with the Eagles and with the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think he was ever quite as bad as people suggested he was. His problem was he treated his NFL players like college players, and you you just really cannot get away with that. They're not interchangeable pieces. You can't bench guys. Like Guys are clearly better than the other, but Chip Kelly is a good college football coach i i like the offensive style that he runs and uh you know i'd love i'd love that nostalgia of seeing him back on the sidelines for the uh the oregon ducks so i'm on board with this one chip kelly will return to oregon craig 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm going to have to say fantasy because I just really don't understand what the draw would be for him to leave UCLA to go to Oregon. Now, I know Oregon has the big Nike backing, okay? So I do understand that. Maybe that's why the job is better, Davis, than than UCLA because I would think the UCLA gig is better than, than the Oregon gig. So I, I guess I just don't understand why he would do this unless he knows that the cupboard is bare. Uh, at UCLA with the Bruins and maybe thinks things are different at Oregon. Also, I can tell you that the way UCLA has played this season does not resemble any of the teams that he played no. with Oregon. They've had a very methodical, slow evolving offense all season long, kind of the anti Chip Kelly for what he did at Oregon. So, uh, I mean, I guess I don't, I just don't get this one Davis. Cause I would think better to stay in Southern California than go back to Oregon. But I, I also don't know what's in play here at the end of the day, I guess, Oregon is just offering a lot more money. I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with. All right. Our next question. There's a big college football game this weekend. Is Army takes on Navy in East Rutherford for the Army-Navy game. Um, unfortunately, I can't bet it here in New Jersey, Craig, but I did find a line for us to go talk about. So I'll start with you for this one. Army-Navy will go over. The 34 and a half, is this a fantasy or reality? So this is a really interesting question because if I'm not mistaken and history proves to be correct, the Army-Navy game has gone under 15 years in a row. Is that accurate? 15 straight years this has gone under. But according to my records... And our uh, crack staff here at SportsGrid, the total has never been as low as it is right here at 34. So that poses an interesting question. Uh, look, Army has been far superior to Navy in this series, but I could also tell you, excuse me, this season. Uh, but Navy has been far superior to Army when the two teams have played each other. But that hasn't seemed to matter. The game always comes down to the last play of the game. And it could be a touchdown. It could be a field goal. But are you nuts? Like, I'm not going against a trend that has come in 15 years in a row. I don't care if the total is 25. I'm just going to do it until it's broken. So, uh, fantasy, under 34 and a half in this game. I got to just stick with it. Yeah, I will uh, I will go reality because of basically what you just said. You know, for a long time, these games were, were sort of oddities. Certainly, the, you know, the books in the United States that were taking action on these games were not huge books. They weren't taking millions and millions of dollars of action. But now this is headline news, right? It's the only college football game taking place on that day. Everyone on, on gambling Twitter loves to give out the service academy unders. It's just like people like know, you know, the second the line gets posted and maybe, uh, maybe the original line was higher, right? Maybe the original line was 38. Maybe the original line was 37. I, I don't know. I don't track it. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not one of those guys that's beaten the book for every last point though maybe I should be but I will say that this game goes over that this is the trend breaker and that people have to reevaluate themselves after this one goes over for the first time in 15 years Army Navy is going to go over. All right. Well, a lot to watch on Saturday, but we had a trailer come out yesterday. For Cobra Kai Season 4, uh, it's the show 
based on the Karate Kid, but uh, it's not about the Karate Kid, it's about the villain in that movie. So, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. You are excited for season four of Cobra Kai. I guess this implies you've watched all the other seasons. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, you know, I, I hate to uh, disappoint everyone here on the show. I hate to disappoint Brett and and, uh, and Craig and Kofsky and everyone. But not only have I not seen any of the, the Cobra Kai, which I think Craig has watched. I think Craig said this was good if I am remembering that correctly. But I've never seen The Karate Kid, didn't see the first one, didn't see the second mm. one. I, I think they made a bunch of them. Uh, in fact, the the villain guy, I know him best, Craig, because he was a central character in one season of How I Met Your Mother, because it, it became a, um, it was a storyline that Barney liked all the villains in every movie. He viewed the villains as as the hero, and so I don't I don't remember William something I think is the is the name of the uh, yeah. the bad guy, um, and and he he played himself as like the actor, and that's so that is most of what I know about. Karate Kid is is from that, which I know is disappointing. Yeah, William Zapka is his name in William real life Zapka. now. Right. So I, I when when Cobra Kai initially came out, it was on YouTube Red, and I don't even know if that's still around. My gosh, no no insult to YouTube, but then it it went over to Netflix, and I remember Joe Pizzapia at the time saying that it was a really good show when Joe and I were hosting the show. So it went over to Netflix. And I did end up watching all three seasons of Cobra Kai. Now, I will also say a couple things about the show. First of all, what we're alluding to here is the trailer. The trailer is really well done going into this season. I watched it as well, uh, even before Brett decided to talk about this today. The trailer is excellent. They did a really good job hyping it. I believe this is the last season that they're going to do of this. And I would say that the first season of Cobra Kai... Uh, was fantastic. I would probably give it 10 out of 10, but you would have to, Davis, incorporate the nostalgia of really liking uh, the Karate Kid movie. And and they did have three movies, and then they did some crazy, you know, redos and things like that. Right. Will Smith's son, I think, was in the karate, you know, did the yeah. next karate yep. or something like that. Um, season two of, of Cobra Kai uh, was not so great. Season two was okay, and three made a little bit of a comeback. So I don't know what season four is going to be. But Davis, the thing is, is that with these nostalgia shows is that there, there's a wear off period, you know, and that's the one thing that you can't really factor in because you can only imagine that uh, Ralph Macchio and William Zapka, you know, they have this idea to do, hey, let's do the Karate Kid again. And then all of these great ideas that they have are all going into this one season. It gets sold to Netflix. It's amazing. And then all of a sudden Netflix says, oh. The show is great, but now we need another year, and it's like we need oh, more. Like, now, now we're in trouble here, you know. Like, wait a second, you know. And that's kind of the way that the the show has felt. But I I would give the first season of of Cobra Kai like as the highest grade I could possibly give. It was really well done, very funny. Uh, you know, William Zapka, the actor who is who who plays in this. He, he's still, like, stuck in the 80s, essentially. Like, he still uses uh, cassette tapes. He doesn't know how to use a computer. He doesn't know what the internet is. It's funny. Like, it, it, there's definitely a lot of good moments. And then it got, you know, a little wacky, I, I think. But 
Uh, I'll, I'll say the reality I'm excited because my wife actually will watch the show too. So that gives us uh, something to watch as well. Anything that you have been streaming lately? Anything interesting for you? I'm actually I'm I'm kind of in between. I've been uh, I've been wanting to start Succession because I've seen everyone talking about uh, the season that's on right now. Some people, uh, you know, people seem to be really into it. But uh, no, the the most recent thing I got into was after Dune. After I watched the Dune movie, I I've been reading all of the Dune books because there is there's a ton of them, right? So there's the original Dune book, and then he wrote. Uh, I think Frank Herbert wrote five sequels and his son wrote a couple as well. So I've been, I've been making my way through those. I read the first and the second book and I'm about halfway through the, the third one right now, but no, nothing has really grabbed me streaming. Uh, excited to watch that Harry Potter movie when, uh, when it comes out, but there's not, there's uh, the matrix that that'll be the next one. We talked about that the other day on the show. That's the next one that I'm really excited to see. But no, no, like, real good TV shows for me right now. Yeah, The the, the Shrink Next Door is, is a show that, that we'll watch every single week. I believe that's on uh, Apple TV, if I'm not mistaken. So that that's something that when it comes out, we try to catch it. And then, of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I've actually been streaming more than watching live for the first time since that show has been on the air. And those episodes are obviously very good. Uh, okay, we got to wrap up uh, the week and, and the show coming up next. So stay with us here on The Grid. We've got the Sports Grid 60 coming up. And don't forget, I'll be back with you guys Sunday morning, along with Joe Pizapia and Matt Stryker, as we get you ready for Fantasy Football's final regular season week this Sunday morning on our Fantasy Sports Today Weekend Edition. Stay on The Grid. We'll be right back to wrap it all up here on this Friday. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time to wrap up our week here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Thanks for watching us all week long, noon to 2 Eastern, every day right here on SportsGrid. As we wrap up our show for this Friday, let's turn it over to Davis. He has the SportsGrid 60. 
So I am uh, looking very closely at the New Orleans Saints this week for fantasy football, of course, because they played the New York Jets. We got, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara in a great spot, Taysom Hill in a great spot. And I I don't really have a clue what their passing game is going to look like this week because not only do they not have Deontay Harris due to a DUI suspension, he's going to be out for three games, but they also are without Kenny Stills. They are without Mark Ingram in this game, and they're also going to be without Ty Montgomery in this game, who landed himself on the COVID-19 list. So just a, a big, weird mess for the New Orleans Saints this week, and just wait for them to throw a big wrench into everything by making Ian Book a game day inactive and throwing him into a rotation with uh, with Taysmill. Just The Saints are always a weird team for fantasy, but they are, are truly bizarre this week. Yeah, I would expect some weird things from them, at least – that's what the reporters are seemingly saying. All right, so look, I, I played youth sports. I played uh, baseball mostly growing up, you know, playing Little League Baseball, playing Senior League Baseball, JV Baseball, things of that nature. And I could tell you some, uh, give you some advice. You have not lived until you've had your own kid playing in Little League and having actually feeling more pressure on myself than I'm sure than my son was feeling uh, yesterday when we were playing in our semifinal game in Little League Baseball. Uh, because we were the one seed and we played the four seed and I was nervous. I was so nervous that we were going to lose to this team that was not as good as us. We ended up winning. We'll play for the championship tomorrow, but uh, never thought I would have a more nervous feeling being a parent than actually playing in the game. That's probably a good sign for him and not me. Thanks to LTN. Thanks to, of course, Ryan. Uh, and thank you to Danny as well on the graphics and for Brett Levy and David Manick. I'm Craig Nish. I hope you guys have a great weekend and I'll see you Sunday morning at ABN. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming odds and more. The others. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.